Set up a motor, we need more seats We just sold out all the floor seats Take me on a trip, I'd like to go someday Take me to New York, I'd love to see LA I really want to come pick you Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to the latest edition of the Pewter Report podcast. We hope that you had a great 4th of July weekend. We certainly did. And we were energized by Celsius all weekend long, right? And, and why wouldn't we be? Because Celsius powers active lives every day, including this Pewter Report podcast. And this is not just any Pewter Report podcast. This is a special edition because we're getting closer to training camp. We have a special guest, none other than rookie running back from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rashad White. And joined by us also is J.C. Allen from Peter Report. Rashad, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Excellent. Oh, I had, had a nice little weekend. I trust that you had the same. You're out there in Arizona, right? Packing up, getting oh, ready yeah. to come back to Tampa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, a uh, nice little weekend, family, uh, friends, and I uh, get to see some of my boys and that I ain't seen in a minute uh, that I play with as well as um, that I didn't play with that's just my boys. So, yeah, it was a blessing. It was a good weekend. Rashad, I don't know about you, but for me, like the fastest month that goes by is like from Thanksgiving to Christmas. For whatever reason, that four weeks seems like it's two weeks. The other fastest time is between now and the start of training camp. I think we, we've got about three weeks, three and a half weeks, whatever. It's going to seem like a week or, or, or 10 days. So enjoy your time off because it, it will fly as training camp approaches. Uh, I'll try. Uh, normally I don't even take a take time off really, but uh, my agent be big on that and, and, and things like that to me at least. Um, yeah. Trying to try to take a week off and just do some little things. But normally I just try to, I just keep going. So I, mean, I just keep going. And, yeah. 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 I just keep going. And that's the thing. My, my agent be trying to keep me level headed. Right. Me, don't run myself into the dirt. Well, I tell like you, that, so. if, if you want something to keep you going, we highly re- recommend Celsius. Celsius powers active lives every day with essential energy and vitamins. Seven vitamins in every can of Celsius. And it's, it's a tremendous energy drink. Why? Because it gives you the energy that you need without the sugar crash. Who wants that, right? You want the energy, the sustainable energy, but you also want the flavor. Look at all those flavors. Orange, which is my favorite, peach vibe, tropical vibe. Uh, they've got the brand new Arctic vibe Celsius, uh, peach vibe. So there's, there's all sorts of flavors. If you want to get your life energized and and have the energy that you need, whether it's uh, to wake up in the morning or to uh, sustain you throughout your afternoon at work or have it before your workout like I do. And you will get the energy that you need without that sugar crash. Visit Celsius.com. Click on the store locator. Find the places that sell Celsius near you. Or better yet, go on Amazon and buy them in bulk. Uh, do the subscribe and save option. They'll ship them right to you and you can save some money. So Celsius powers active lives every day and the Pewter Report podcast. So uh, I wanted to uh, to kind of pick your brain here on, on a on a topic when it comes to the Buccaneers. Right. When when did did you have the sense, Rashad, that this was a team that was really after you? Because I know you mentioned at the combine that you'd interview with the Buccaneers there. But when did you start getting that inclination that you were going to be 
you know, a, a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they were really in hot pursuit of you? Uh, I mean, honestly, for me, I, I never really like kind of got the sense. Uh, but I was kind of a guy. I wasn't even looking for a sense. I was. I'm. I'm kind of like a different individual. So like, I wasn't even looking for the sense. Um, I was just doing everything that was necessary and everything that you know I, I I had to do, in order you know to to complete the process and that you know goes along with the process. So yeah, I'm um, talking to them at the talking to them at the combine or taking my top thirty visit here. It was like okay, you know. But you you get so many um like different views of how it goes like how you get drafted i mean you know some people say most people say you don't even go to a team you talk to or yeah. you know it, 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 and it's crazy so you know i just never really i just took everything as uh, as, as a blessing and just grateful to get a free trip for a day uh, to come to Tampa <laughs> or even to go to cleveland uh, yeah. you know and the things and just was grateful to get a free trip to go to Indianapolis, things like mm-hmm. that. I was looking at things like that. So yeah. I really never got a sense. My agent was a big believer from the beginning that um, I was either going to end up in Tampa or uh, end up in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was kind of willing. Like, he was like, I've been, you know, I've been around this for a minute and I could bet you money and, uh, like, you know, I could bet some money that you will, you will end up or fall yeah. into one of them spots. And, and, you know, Tampa ended up being one of the spots, which was cool. Well, we, we, we love the fact that you're in Tampa, not just because you're a great fit for this offense, but we also had you in our Peter Report mock draft, our first edition back in January. We were on you guys earlier, maybe even before the Buccaneers were. And then, and then the, the final one right before uh, the draft itself, we, we predicted you would come to the Buccaneers. So I think you're in the right place, Rashad. Right. Yeah, I do too. So uh, let, let me start off by saying I'm, I'm from Kansas City. And I, I grew up in Overland Park, Kansas. We have a couple of, of people that are regular contributors to our chat room that are also from the Kansas City area. It, it stuns me that you were a no-star athlete, a no-star running back in terms of the high school rankings that with Missouri, Kansas, and Kansas State, which is my alma mater, I'm a K-State Wildcat, that, that none of those schools were, were on you early. It, it makes me sick to my stomach because as a Wildcat, we could have used you for sure. But does does that just baffle you that that you didn't get any love from from the Division One schools right there in your backyard? Uh, I mean, if I would say it baffled me, yeah. I mean, obviously, growing up, things like that, you would kind of think that you know, at least like schools around your hometown or very close to your hometown, that's basically in the same you know area, things like that. What? you know, come out and at least reach out and attempt to recruit you or, or things like that. But, um, you know, that didn't happen. So it was like, wow, yeah, it was kind of crazy. And, and uh, the recruiting process for me hurt, um, yeah. honestly. Uh, it, it hurt a lot. I mean, because like you said, uh, just being Kansas City native, things like that. And um, just having like some seasons that I had in high school was like, wow. Um, you know, that nobody was kind of like knocking on the door. It was, it was like, yeah, yeah real. It was real, like, kind of hurtful, but, you know, everything kind of happened for a reason, played out how it was supposed to. I, I saw a feature on you on on uh, one of the YouTube channels. They did, like, a feature on you. And, and I, I guess the knock was was your speed because on film you have what I call sneaky speed, right? You don't look like you're running, like, blazing fast, but I call it fast enough speed. 
which means that I don't see you get caught from behind very often. When you're when you're having a breakaway run at, at Arizona State, I, I didn't see you get caught from behind. It wasn't like you're pulling away from guys necessarily, but but they're not catching you and you're scoring touchdowns. So it is is that how you would kind of describe your speed a little bit? And and I don't I don't mean that any knock on you. You you ran a four four eight, but it, I mean if I'm being honest, at times it looks like you're faster than that on some of those breakaway touchdown runs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, football speed, I mean, it's different than, um, yeah, I mean, even the 40 speed because it's like, I don't know, like you actually out there playing football. So, yeah, yeah of course, you know, you break a run, though, you know, in the, in the back of your mind as you run very hard, you, you still feel like somebody's behind you or something. And that's, the, you know, kind of the nature of game of football. So just naturally, if somebody chasing you, you naturally run faster yeah. or just naturally, if everybody lined up at the same time and ran the 40 in the group, guys have 40 better 40 times is because naturally as a competitor, you know, you you put it in your mind, you actually racing against, you know, other people or things yeah. like that, you, you naturally run faster. So I say that's how it goes with, like, uh, football. Um, you just naturally uh, – most people be naturally faster or things like that. So 40 times don't really kind of – I would th- I would say really reflect yeah. Um, so you're faster. Fast can be. You're faster than than your four four eight time. Uh, I would say on the field, yeah. 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 I, I've always thought, and I've I've covered the NFL for almost three decades. I, I would love to see the combine where guys actually wear pads and helmets, and you know, and 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 get chased right. right? Like run that forty yard right. dash in a real uh, football right. drill rather than the underwear Olympics. Right. right. <laughs> Right. I, I I get the sense you would agree with that, right? That that's kind of you're a football player. You're not a track star, and you're proud of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the forty yard dash anyway, because yeah, right. I, like I said, I feel like sometimes you just can't really get the gist yeah. of, of how fast a guy really is. So yeah, it's like for me, it's like, and then it's like, like you have to like, because most dudes probably never like really. Uh, either ran track or most dudes have so it could be like yeah train track so it's like 50 50 so it's like yeah. for a guy like me i never really ran track or took running like that seriously i always just been running because of the sport i played football right. or, or basketball or whatever i played so it was like it's like 40 yard dash kind of to me it's like it's kind of like you know whatever like people think you know whatever it relates on the field i mean you know and i'm not an expert on that but for me i think no i think most guys like i said if you have somebody chase them or yeah or things like you're that, gonna run yeah, faster you run fast yeah you run faster. yeah so um let's let's talk about about your experience at, at the buccaneers otas and and then the, the mini camp you weren't there for the first day you had a, a personal uh, obligation but uh, you show up and then tom brady's there right on, on day two um, what, what was that experience like? And, and, and maybe just your thoughts from draft day until you, you caught the first pass from Tom about what it's going to be like to play with the greatest of all time and catch passes and get handoffs from this guy. Uh, my thought process honestly was kind of like, I wouldn't even, like I said, I was just kind of focused on some draft day and stuff like that. I was kind of focused on getting better at my craft and uh, I would get a lot of questions. Like, you know, have you talked to Tom? Have you, time this have time that and i would say no you know because uh, you know i haven't and you know kind of time was doing this thing do whatever he do in his off season things like that and obviously i was trying to get um i was just getting better at football getting better at being a running back and right and, and 
uh, all the things that comes with it so I can be ready to go up there and, um, you know, just be ready to go out there on the field and play. And so, I mean, it was all, though, for sure, excitement. Um, what, haven't played football, um, played football, like, you know, actually play football. And then during the whole, like, combine training things, you don't, you wasn't really training football. You know, right. so you was really training a 40-yard, like you said, just a, a Olympics. Like, yeah. if it was like a, a track Olympic type deal, right. how high can you jump, things like that. So, it was a lot of excitement going into that, just being able to go back out there, actually be with, you know, a team. and, and You're excited and to get a helmet, like man. You're excited yeah, to get yeah, that yeah. helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just putting the helmet back on and things like that. So, it, it, it was really just like a huge excitement just being out there, be able to compete and, I mean, just take a handoff yeah. from whoever was at quarterback and things like that. So I say that was huge. And then, uh, yeah, I had to – I wasn't there for the first day of mandatory, um, yeah, uh, family issues. So I had to handle that. Then yeah. coming back the next day, it was like, you know, kind of me and uh, Tom still didn't get a chance to talk because, you know, he was so locked in before practice. We was locked in. Mm-hmm. Everything went fl- flew by because of the meetings and things like that. But, I mean, when I got out there, it was just like, you know, kind of like, I don't know. Like, you know, I just kind of be worried about and try to control the things I can control uh, on the field. I don't really like uh, I kind of talk like and have fun uh, somewhat. But mm-hmm. most times I'll be like locked in and things like that. And, um, you know, I don't so, know time so, like crazy much. Yeah, you really haven't had a Tom guy. moment yet. Right. Is that yeah, fair to say? Yeah. Like he's a yeah, kind of like he's the type of guy that I know he, you know, would be locked in the focus as well. And yeah, don't nobody, you know, bother him and things like that. So. Uh, not really, but yeah, I mean, I say the biggest thing is we had a moment was just like kind of like uh, after practice and, you know, it just came up to me. We came up to each other, uh, ran across each other while going to a mm-hmm. locker room and uh, just kind of introduced each other, like, you know, act for the first time, you know, after practice or whatever, and, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool just to see how down to earth and, and, and yeah, like you said, how the greatest of all time, uh, how he works and, you know, just kind of how he cares himself as a man. So right. pretty great and uh, grateful to see. One person you did get to talk to and have interaction with was Leonard Fournette, the guy's job you're coming, you're coming for. Um, no, that was a great sound quote. And if you don't feel that way, I don't know what you're doing in the NFL. If you're not trying to be the number one, see the most time on the field, then you're probably in the wrong sport. But what was that relationship? What did you already start picking his brain? Also, with guys like Gio and Keyshawn, what did you learn from them? the most at minicamp and OTAs that is going to be beneficial for you heading into training camp? Uh, I mean, really, I was just kind of learning the most of um, just understanding the game of football, um, things like that. And I mean, I just feel like my running back coach been helping me uh, figure that out a lot and, and really the most. So just knowing, uh, getting the knowledge, getting the feel for, you know, sense of how the NFL work and just the little things like details and stuff like that, how to be detailed, just how you line up, you know, the right way every single time and how you, you know, whatever is the, the footwork and things like that and, and how some, some like everybody would say like, that's so like kind of little, but it, it creates a big thing of, yeah. you know, being, knowing your, your, you know, your assignment alignment and being on your landmark that, you know, just helps set up, set up the play and set up little things. So um, I'll, I'll say things like that for real. But uh, the room been great. Um, you know, you see everybody competitor and, and guys like to have fun and, and do the, do their thing. So it's been great, honestly, uh, being in the room. Did you grow up you're, – you're a Kansas City native. Did you grow up a Chiefs fan? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. You know, Todd McNair played for the Chiefs back in the day. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what you be telling me all the time. Yeah, I, I'm I'm old enough. I used to watch Todd McNair play live. I used to go to Arrowhead and watch McNair. He was he was the the third down back. So he he's got great hands. He's gonna let you know about your your hands because the guy was they actually had a saying. It's called Third and McNair because he would come in. Christian Okoye was <laughs> was the lead running back, and then Barry Ward was like the it's like the the you know two handed punch right there. And and then McNair was the third down back. Interestingly enough, you know who the running backs coach was back in when Todd McNair was was the running back, third down back in Kansas City? Bruce Arians. Oh, yeah. Bruce Arians was the running backs coach that was under Marty Schottenheimer's staff. So it's pretty cool, right? That I mean, you grew up a Chiefs fan, and at least you have some connection there. Kevin Ross, the cornerbacks coach, was was a cornerback on that Kansas City team as well. So there's a lot of Kansas City connections, you know, here yeah. and. Uh, I, I'm sure you're you're going to learn a lot from McNair because uh, I see some similarity. I mean, I see some similarity between you and and guys like Eric Dickerson and Le'Veon Bell, but also from your pass catching ability, being a taller guy like McNair, I, I see a little bit of that too. And I think that that's that's a great pairing, you and Coach McNair, because he understands your skill set perfectly. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I know for sure. That's awesome too. Uh, also, I mean, I, I paid attention and um, seen the way how they use um, uh, David Johnson and things like that in Arizona, yeah. and, and they use him in a great way. So uh, I feel like, like I said, I'm in a good situation, a great situation. Um, for me, I feel like, you know, God had a plan, and, and this was awesome, and I'm right where, like you, you guys said, I belong. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just fun. Do, do you see any chances of you maybe, like, kind of flexing out to the slot? Right or or going out wide, right? I mean, there's oh, a lot yes. of things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the offense is, yeah, like it's it's amazing. I love the offense. Um, yeah, it's for sure different, and they use running back in you know a lot of different ways. And yes, yeah, being split out wide, out all the way outside wide, and yeah, in a slot, and and they they have you um, out the backfield a lot. Even mm-hmm. if you in bunch formations with one wide receiver and y'all both on one side, so it's been pretty cool though. It's been a been a lot, a lot of things that I mean I like, and um, you know, been just trying you know gain guys trust and make a lot of plays, and even in the off season right now, just throwing with Blaine and Cal, and um, just um, you know being there, and um, you know, like I said, just gain a lot to do is trust um, through through the time of that, you know, and the coaches as well that I can do that. And, you know, I can be consistent at that, running this route the way it's supposed to be ran, and things like that. I lo- I love that type of stuff because, I mean, you know, it just make you different. Yeah. Um. And and I love to be a guy that's different. Well, and I know you don't like comparisons, and I don't mean right. this as a comparison, but this was written on on CBS Sportsline, I believe, uh, last week. Uh, you know, athletically, when you look at your athletic scores, they they compare favorably, not just with with other elite running backs, but with Debo Samuel, who is a very unique player unto himself because he's a wide receiver that plays running back. Do you kind of view yourself maybe uh, having a similar yet different role where you're a a running back who plays wide receiver, kind of the opposite? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just consider myself a guy that's like Debo. I mean, I respect that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big comparison guy, but, I mean, I, I mean, you, could, you for that – for guys like Debo, I mean, you just really, I mean, you can boil it down to one word, and he's a playmaker. Yeah, so, he's a I weapon, mean, right? That's what I was, yeah, and that's what I was calling myself, I mean, through this whole process. Like you say, he's an athlete, he's a weapon. Yeah. 
them, them words right there, he's a playmaker, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I mean, that's kind of what, yeah, I consider myself as a playmaker, as an athlete. Um, I try to have no holes in my game and there's nothing mm-hmm. I can do, um, you know, on the field. And so, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself that, but, you know, I mean, it's awesome to be able to do a lot of things and be put in a lot of different, you know, situations in order to succeed and help the team win. Yeah. yeah, it just helps you be able to get on the field that much sooner, that much quicker, and, and and develop a role in chemistry with Tom. Because one of the things we know about Tom is, and he talks about this a lot, is about seizing your opportunity. When you get that opportunity to go out there, to take advantage of it, to get out there and make sure that you're delivering on your chance. And so I, I think having that ability to play multiple roles, multiple positions, running back slot outside wide receiver will help you definitely in your, in your case to earn more playing time. But what do you think for you is the biggest thing that you kind of need to maybe just tighten up a little bit so you can see the field a little bit more. We know the receiving skills are there for sure, but is there anything you feel like you need to tighten up a little bit more just so when it comes around, the opportunity does come, you can seize it fully. I mean, I feel like everything um, still I need to tighten up on. I mean, you said receiver, running back, uh, running the ball, uh, things like that, obviously, because you ain't never really perfect. I mean, even like, you know, you ask Tom, he gonna say he need to tighten up on this, things like that, or everything still, because he feel like he ain't never perfect with all he accomplished. But, um, I mean, I just know there's big question marks out there and things like that, that you always want to show people, improve people. Um, And, you know, uh, I know a huge question mark, which I've been seizing that. Um, all through OTAs and rookie minicamp and um, veteran, I mean, mandatory minicamp, which was pass blocking mm-hmm. and, and know what I'm doing in that. So, I mean, that's a big thing. And, you know, obviously when pass come out, it's going to be another huge thing to just yeah. seal the deal and, and understand that, you know, like I said, it's, like I said before on other interviews, pass blocking is about heart. It's about will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that you got to want to do. Um, yeah. and, and I know, obviously, as a running back, you got to be able to pass block to just stay on the field. And, and that's why I kind of I, I contribute my game to. Like, I don't want to be took – I don't – as a man and as a competitor, mm-hmm. I, I can't be taken off the field because it's something that I can't do. Yeah. Um, because that's something I can control. So uh, that's just kind of like a huge thing that uh, I've, been, I've been working on and I've been selling the deal and, you know, still been, you know, working on that. And like I said, just other – every parts of my game, mm-hmm. you know, which is for real, just understanding the game of football. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it takes a lot of knowledge at this level. It yeah. Just, it just really realizing how like detail oriented you had to be and how you really uh, learn the game of football. Yeah. You mentioned want to when it comes to pass protection. And, and part of the want to is the physicality, right? You got to be able to want to step in that hole and take on that blitzing linebacker or nickel corner or safety off the edge, whoever, right? But the other part of the want to is is that that mental game, right? Because you have to be able to, to identify the blitzer, right? You got to be able to, to know which guy is yours. That's half the battle. I, I'm yeah. going to read you a quote that you had. This was back from your Arizona State days, and I think it really kind of speaks to to your your mindset and your football IQ. You said, and I quote: "I had to learn to attack guys to get them in that position. If I can stop a guy's feet, then he's already beat, regardless." That. This guy that when you're talking about a USC safety doesn't have any power if he can't generate anything. If I wanted to run him over, I could run straight through him. If I wanted to juke him, I could do that too because he's stuck and I'm still moving. I knew that I had to beat him and hit him with a couple of quick stutters. My legs went one way, my head snapped another way, and and that's the way I wanted to go. And within that story, what you're talking about there is you study your opponents. 
right? You yeah. you look at the safeties, the guys that that like to tackle high, or the the guys that like to to come and and try to take out your ankles, right? And and that yeah. that that intel allows you to know what type of move once you get to that second or third level to throw at them. And I, th- I think that's that's an incredibly mature part of your game. Yeah, that I'm excited to see here at the NFL. Yeah, I mean, that's an awesome thing. Like, you got to know your opponent. That's the thing. Um, that's what's going to help you be able to out, uh, outdo that guy. And, um, you know, pass blocking, you got two different rushers or you got complete rushers. Because uh, I can't say, you know, that guys ain't complete because that's all I said. As a running back, I try to prop my game off of being complete and it's not being nothing um, that I can do. But as you study the game, you know, uh, this guy, he's really great at, you know, bull rushing. Or yeah. this guy, he really great at, you know, hitting a move or in, in, in hitting a move on you and things right. like that. He's very slippery and, and know. So I mean, when you study the game, you just know. And then it might be that guy that's just kind of complete. Yeah. You know, but and that's the at the end of the day, that's the thing. Like, and, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's not about like size or or this or, or nothing yeah. like that. I mean, it's about heart and it's about will and it's about the force. I mm-hmm. mean, like if I'm running at if we running um, same miles per hour, I feel like or the same speed. Yeah. If we hit each other, we're going to be at a standstill. Right. We both just going to stop. Yep. If I'm running harder or faster than the other guy, no matter how much he weighs, I'm going to push him back. Yeah. I'm going to run through him and push him back. If he's running harder or faster than me, his for- amount of force when he hit me, obviously he's going to push me back or right. run through me. So, I mean, and that's go the same thing with, 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 like you said, best pass rushing. I mean, you get a guy, you, you got to meet him. Um, yeah. You got to meet him and because if you sit back there and wait, I mean – you lost. Yeah. So you got to meet a guy. You want to you want a pass rusher or you want somebody to stutter their feet. Yeah. Uh, so that way, when you stutter their feet, like I said, you got you got to beat. Yeah. As soon as you stutter their feet, that's why I had to learn. You got to attack. So you got to shoot your hands or you whatever you use, you know. Um, and then you know it just kind of goes from there. The other little technique and and what you need to do, which Coach McNair been teaching me, and you know you, you need your arms locked out all the way because you know you yeah. ain't going nowhere. So it's like. I mean, it's kind of it'd be. And Coach McNair helped me understand um, how to reverse reverse roles. Um, and, and he say like, he always say is like, pass blocking for us is like routes against the linebacker. Like we basically switch position. Right. Yeah. And I understood kind of what he mean by that. Like if I uh, come out of a backfield on a route and and um, and I'm going out of because uh, you'll never want your feet really kind of to really stop. But right. if I'm if I get a linebacker, if I freeze him and I like you said the same play, I get his feet to stop. But I'm still going. I'm still going. Then yeah, he's he's beat because now yeah. he's just trying to catch. He just got to try to catch me and get his hands on me. And then it's just all little things that go into it, which I've been learning. So right. uh, it's been grateful though. And I, I'm grateful that I got Coach McNair because he was he said he always said and, and he got a lot of people that say for him too like he was a heck of a pass blocker as well. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, his, his, oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Well, listen, Rashad, we have just a couple uh, minutes with the uh, with you here left, and if we can do some rapid fire stuff between JC and I real quick, we'll get you out of here in just a few minutes. My first question to you is: Are you are are you most excited to play the Chiefs this year because they're on the schedule in that first uh, month of the season? Or is there another team that you're looking forward to the most? Uh, maybe the maybe Cowboys. And Arizona on Christmas. Arizona, yeah, yeah. Which which team are you most looking forward to playing? Uh, for me, I'm the type of guy. I, I, like I'm I'm, emo- I'm most excited to play everybody. 
But I mean, the first I, uh, I know the first action is Miami, so that's the most excited team right now you for the preseason game that, I, that I'm that I'm excited to play, and and then it's gonna go from there. Uh, okay. We play next, and then go from there. So like that's how I am. Like I'm gonna right. be excited and get up to play. You know, everybody, because you know you live in a dream, and and I mean you're trying to establish something. You're yeah. trying to establish a name for yourself, a legacy. You're trying to build a legacy and and um, do something great. Um, you know, and be a legend. So um, that's why I say. Have you had any uh, former running backs that played with Tom Brady or, or reach out to you and kind of, uh, I saw maybe Shane Vereen reached out to you on Twitter or something like that. Any any of those guys reach out? Uh, no, I haven't had nobody reach out. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. I be off of social media a lot, though. Okay. Uh, number 29, that's your number. Did you choose that? Was it given to you? Uh, you know, because that is Eric Dickerson's number, and that's that's one of the guys your running style kind of compares favorably to. What's the story behind number? Uh, uh, no, nah, I just had to, you know, kind of play the hand I was dealt. So uh, <laughs> right now, the the Bucks roster is kind of a lot filled, and and it's a lot of guys there, and a yeah. lot of numbers just took taken. Are you going to be reality? Are you going to be looking to maybe change numbers uh, as roster cuts go down? Is there a number that you're eyeing? Um, or you just- make 29 your own um honestly i mean it's not you know like end all be all uh do i want like a single digit yeah you know um that's my goal and stuff like that yeah yeah when i take number three yeah any day of the week uh that's my number but you know i mean in due time in due time at the end of the day uh, i know my time will come when when it's time for me but i mean you know i can't complain about number 29 or just having any 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 kind of jersey so like 29 is you know good jersey right i'm gonna make i feel like i'm gonna make anything look good I like so that. Go Jose Borgales and no one buy a Rashad White jersey just quite yet. Might be changing, <laughs> might be changing numbers. Yeah. I just want to know what what should like if you're gonna leave the Bucks fans, what what should they know? What what are they getting out of out of Rashad White? What what should they know? Maybe like a fun fact or something that they should know about you. I mean, I say they just getting a locked in. Uh, um, they just getting a locked in player, locked in young man. Um, uh, that's what I kind of can really say. A guy that loves the game, that loves enjoy playing it. They get a, they get a guy that enjoys being in the community, um, socializing. I'm very outgoing. I'm very cool. Uh, so they get a guy that don't be you know afraid to uh, you know to speak or, or 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 say something if you see me. Um, you don't have to worry about none of that. I you know see say something that, and be very excited and things like that. Very blessed and grateful. Um, uh, and another thing, um, I mean, some that you guys don't know about me, I don't know, honestly, I don't know, like my daughter, 10 months, um, I don't know, like I got a daughter. Uh, you had a great father today, right? Uh, just a couple weeks ago, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. 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 It was my first father's day. Yeah. So it was Always a congrats. Day. That's awesome. Uh, so, thank you. So, it, I mean, that's really it. As we wrap up here, last two. Uh, what are, what are your expectations for your rookie season? Right, I mean, obviously you want to be the starter. Like, there's no no qualms about that, and and that's that's the type of mentality the Bucks want you to have. But uh, do do you is there a certain number in your head you want to rush for this many yards, score this many touchdowns, catch as many passes? What what are your rookie expectations? Uh, my goals. rookie expectations for me, really, and goals for me was just to um, take advantage of every opportunity I get. Uh, I, I kind of try to keep it simple and things like that because, um, 
like I said, I, I'm never worried about kind of the things I, I can't control mm-hmm. um, and um, that I cannot control. So um, that's really what I tell myself every day. Um, it's kind of trust the process, um, keep going, keep working and, right. and um, you know, kind of everything else to take care of itself. So really just take advantage of every opportunity that I, I, I get and being a huge contributor um, to the team winning and whatever that role may be, it might be special teams. You yeah. never know. You know what I'm saying? That's just the type of mindset I got. I'm never too big uh, for anything. You're fine so, doing kick returns um, if they put you out there for that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine doing whatever. Um, <laughs> and that's how I am. Whatever helps the team win, really. But, you know, my main goal, obviously, like you said, is to be the starting running back, um, yeah. keep competing every day um, until I get that. And then, I um, mean, I feel like other goals, what I want to rush for and things like that, I kind of all take care of itself. And, yeah. You know, I could I, I could just break it down, like, as in, like like I said, steps and one step at a time. And right. Right now, I'm not the star running back, so I just break it down. And my expectation for me is just go out there, keep competing every day. Yeah. Uh, win the job and, and take advantage of every opportunities that I get. All right. Uh, Rashad, appreciate your time. The, the last question, the most important question, Kansas City barbecue. Right, it's legendary. Like it's it's good stuff. What what's your place? Gates, Arthur Bryant's, Joe's. What's your your ranking for Kansas City barbecue? Uh, for me, I'm gonna go. I say I probably go Gates number one. Yeah. Um, that's just my spot. Yeah. They got the best barbecue sauce ever <laughs> invented. Yeah. Um, I say that. Then number two, I probably say Jack Stack for me. Oh yeah, Jack Stack. Yeah, uh, Jack yeah, that's Stack a good one. I've, is, I've eaten there. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, yeah Jack Stack. You know, it's no Jack Stack is you know different. Yeah, um, and I say three for me. I I probably go down on Swope, um, and it's like a little barbecue spot called like Big T's Barbecue or whatever. And okay, down like off of, off of Swope. Swope. And, okay, yeah, and that'll probably be my three. Yeah, my three. Excellent. All right, I'll give you, I'll give, I'll give you a good recommendation when you get out here, Conan's. Conan's barbecue yeah, spot. That's, good barbecue. That, yeah. that's yeah. some good. Okay. I'm also a barbecue guy myself. I made some pulled pork and ribs. So yeah. if you ever want to just swing by, I got you. Too. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Just let me know. Just let me know. Well, listen, Rashad, we're looking forward to uh, to chronicling your rookie season here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and certainly starts in training camp in just a, a couple of weeks. So really appreciate you joining the Peter Report podcast. Um, if, if fans want to follow you on social media, where they can, where can they find you at on Twitter? Uh, I'm just shot uh, underscore three. Uh, that's my name. Uh, it's spelled C H A A D though. Uh, my okay. mom. We yeah. So Rashad is spelled different. So some people might see it as Chad, but it's Shad. Yeah. Um, that's what my family call me, Shad, Shadi, things like that. So uh, that's where they can follow me at. Good stuff. Well, listen, we really appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck no, to you, you for the rest of the summer, and uh, we'll see you in training camp, man. See you in three weeks. All right. See you. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. Really Absolutely. appreciate this opportunity. You got it. Thanks, Rashad. So, uh, JC, that I can't does not wait. seem like a rookie to me. No. Covered a lot of these rookies, man. This guy, he's special. There's something about this kid. Oh. He he is, He's locked in. His mentality, he is like a veteran yeah. trapped in a rookie body right now. Is what it's he is. so so easy to see why they why they were so high on him yeah. even above maybe other guys because of just his demeanor because of the way he carries himself he's a he's going to fit in this program yeah like that
yeah. seamlessly. Yeah. And I knew that the day that we that we spoke to him, he didn't want to take his helmet off. He wanted to watch it. He wanted to say, I was going to go home and watch the NBA finals. Yeah, he wanted to take it back to the hotel room Playoffs. and wear it. That's crazy, right? I mean, who does that? This this guy does that. He he loves football. And and uh, and you have to like to put the amount of, of work in because you know JC in college there are time limitations right you have the student athlete where you have to attend classes and you know there's there's you know certain times that you can't be in the facility right it's it's regulated right. by the NCAA the NFL this is your job this is round the clock this is diet nutrition right. exercise rest you know uh, strength and conditioning <laughs> yeah yeah I mean uh, classroom stuff uh, homework etc. And th this guy is just dialed in right from day one. And the thing is, is, is when going back to draft weekend, when, when they selected Rashad, I got some texts from, from the front office, from multiple guys in the front office. And usually it's like, you know, wait till you get a load of this guard or wait till you see yeah. this cornerback, right? Or this guy's a weapon, right? And, and all of them were like, you're going to love this kid. You're going to love this kid. And what they meant was the person. Person. You know, the, you're going to love this guy. And and because the guy is is the football player, right? It's it's the seriousness, it's the attention to de detail, the competitiveness. I mean, not many rookies come in and say, I want to be the starter. Okay, well, you know, we just signed Leonard yeah, Fournette to a $7 million dollar deal. Dollar yeah, okay. <laughs> Usually it's wait your wait your turn, rookie, and he's like, um, while I'm waiting for my turn, I'm going to be competing to start. And there's nothing the wrong Jim with Rome, that. on Jim Rome of anyone yeah. too, right. not even like local media that is like a national outlet. He's like, I'm coming for the starting job. Yeah, uh, he, he's. I, I'm very excited. I I mean, when you showed me him in January, I yeah. was like, this dude right here, you yeah. know, and and like. We didn't get into his story because he's talked about it enough. I didn't want him to yeah. spit it back out. But the guy went from community college, working overnight jobs at a warehouse, yep. to finally getting an opportunity at Arizona State. And then he just turned it on from there. And then last yeah. year was just an absolute monster of a season as, yeah. as a weapon, as a yeah. both receiver and a running back. He and ran for he ran for a thousand six yards and and then he he caught uh, 43 passes for 430 yards. That's a 10 yard average, JC, for a running back. Running back. Like like seven is really good. Eight is phenomenal, right? Five this is, is normal. <laughs> yeah, five is normal. This, this this is you throw the ball to him. It's a first down, like right. every time, like uh, on the average. That's just literally, literally, yeah. it's a first down. Yeah, I was I asked him if he's ever if he's talked to like any of like the former you know Patriots running backs that played because the position he plays is such a pivotal one when Tom Brady's on the field. I mean, you look at right. kind of, you know, the backyard football, him and Lenny will play and everything like that. And like anything, and he's so humble. I don't think he's going to kind of go out of his way to like, you know, pick someone's brain. He's going to let the information come to him a little bit. Um, when it comes to players, he might find his right. voice a little bit, but it seems like he's leaning on Todd McNair a lot. Yeah. Um. For for his advice, but smart kid. <laughs> I, right, exactly. Listen right? to your coach. Smart <laughs> kid, right? But I think I I think if he once he talks to like Lenny a little bit more about this is what Tom likes. This is what Tom. Yeah. Exactly. That's gonna get him on the field so quick. Yeah. But again, like I brought up to him, you know, and and he brought up his pass blocking, which is going to be huge. We've mm -hmm. known it's been huge since Arians. It's not going to change right. now that now that Bowles has has took over and uh, yeah. Leftwich is still calling the plays, but. 
Because when he gets that opportunity, if he can seize that opportunity, if he can make that catch, Scott, and turn yeah. it up for a first down, Brady is going to – he's going to have a half chub in the huddle when he gets back. He's well, going to be so excited to have a guy yeah. with this magnitude and his ability. Yeah, here's the thing, JC. I mean, Bruce Arians is famous for saying there's no fullbacks in this offense, right? There, this is a wide receiver-driven offense right? That, that will – you know, they'll go 12 personnel sometimes, double tight ends. It's an offense likes to run the ball, right? And but at the same time, though, I could see some certain plays, certain situations where Leonard Fournette and Rashad White are on the field at the same time. And you talk about confusing the hell out of, you know, out of defenses, right? All of a sudden, it's a split backfield, and I'm not giving away any plays. We haven't seen this stuff. This is just what I'm imagining. If I'm Byron Leftwich, right? I mean, I, I'm I'm drawing these up. I'm saying we have a new toy now, and yeah, we love Lenny, and and Tom loves Lenny, but we love Rashad too. So let's get these guys on the field at the same time, especially if maybe Chris Godwin it is or is not going to be you know ready to have a full he's workload he's in me. September. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it's it's like yes, I was we're, 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 we're going to have that. we're going to have Leonard Fournette and and uh, and Rashad White in a split backfield. And then all of a sudden, we're going to take Rashad and we're going to we're going to flank him out into the slot, or we're going to split him out wide. Not even of- out of the backfield. You have both of them. If you have both of them running swing routes out of the backfield, yeah. right? That's bringing the linebacker in yeah. coverage. And Godwin is so good at sharp, quick cuts. Right. Like if, if that's just that's easy area. It's easy yeah. money space right there in right. between the safety and the linebacker for him to make all those catches over the middle on sure. all different routes. Like, Oh my it, goodness. And, and the thing is, is, is if you have two backs in there and let's say a tight end, you know, two wide receivers, you have a regular personnel on the field, you're going to be facing a regular defense four three three four alignment, whatever. You're not going to be a nickel more than likely. <laughs> right. right. But all of a sudden, I mean, you could go five wide. You could have Lenny in the slot. You could have, you can have Rashad out wide, the, the receiver there. All of a sudden, you're empty. Tom's in shotgun now, and you have a regular personnel in the field. And Rashad White is a running back that can run wide receiver routes. This right. is a guy that that is an extra wide receiver. You didn't see him flinch. I know he didn't like comparisons. I get that. But but in the way I was talking about it, with Debo Samuel, it's like the opposite. Debo is a wide receiver used as a running back. And this kid would be – a running back used as a wide receiver. He didn't flinch at that. Like he was like, "Yeah, that sounds good." Like <laughs> he's like, "Sure, yeah. let's go for it." I'm, I'm all about it. That's um, I, I'm I'm just listen. I, I I think this kid can be special, and uh, I'm I'm not. You know what? Here's the thing, too. I think we're gonna see, and what I mean, we, the coaches, the players, obviously the fans and the media too. We're gonna see how special this kid is in the uh, training camp time, right? In the preseason. And and I think, you know, you, you've seen Leonard Fournette show up overweight. And I think Leonard's going to come back. You see the, the workout videos that he's posting on online. He's going to be in shape. I don't have any doubt about that. But I think that L- Ronald Jones was not the guy that could really push Leonard Fournette last year. I mean, no. Ronald Jones just spelled Leonard Fournette when, when rental, when, when, uh, Leonard needed a blow, right? When he needed a breather, they put Rojo in there. I think this guy is legitimately going to push Leonard Fournette to greatness or push him to the bench eventually. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's got no, he's got no choice, right? There's literally, he's got a young hungry guy who, right. 
who has been successful in both the running game and passing. I mean, last year too, he was the number two receiver for the Sun Devils. He yeah. finished the second most receiving yard. So he can do it all. And yeah. Lenny's got to watch out. And if you look at this offense too, it runs best with a guy of the mold. And I'm not taking anything away from Lenny because Lenny's a similar player. You know, doesn't have. Right. You know, I wouldn't say. <laughs> It's it's such one of those things. Leonard Fournette posted is the highest output of re receptions that he's ever done in his final year with the Jags. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't look at him in a receiving back because I don't think he embodies what you look like, what you think a receiving back is. Right. When you look at Rashad, he's a receiving back. When yeah. you look at Theo, he's a receiving back. But Lenny can do it both. And this offense works so much better when they have a guy who can be that receiving back. And right. looks, I mean, you look at, you know, um, David Johnson out in Arizona That's is right. a prime, yeah. prime example I, I of agree. Rashad. So if if Lenny slips a little bit, if there's room for injury, just like we saw when Rojo went down and Lenny stepped up, right. same thing can happen to Rashad White. Right. So I mean, and he's going into this process with the right mindset. Look, yeah. I want to be the starter. I'm going to work like I am the starter. I'm going to practice like I am the starter. Yeah. And eventually the starter That's might right. just be him. And Bernard, just to clarify things, B.A. didn't trust Rojo, and that killed his spirit. No, uh, Tom Brady didn't trust Rojo. <laughs> okay, let's let's get that straight. Ah, all right. Uh, Tom is the quarterback. He didn't trust Rojo in pass protection because Rojo, a half the time didn't know which which hole to to pick up the blitzer from. He his problem was identifying the the blitzer, and then once he identified him, if he identified him, it was throwing the, the successful block to keep him off Tom Brady. And when that didn't happen, it wasn't like B.A. killed Rojo's uh, spirit. No, Tom Brady and Bruce Aarons were on the same page. This guy can't pass protect. He doesn't need to be on the field, especially when Leonard Fournette can't. The hands, too. I mean, for a guy who caught yeah. over 500 balls a day, you know, in the offseason, you know, when when he was working out in Arizona, it didn't translate to the field. You know, you can catch yeah. all the balls you want from a jugs machine from someone. But if you can't do it with pads on when the pressure's coming down and you're hearing That's footsteps right. and it doesn't really matter. And I, I don't think we're going to get that out of this kid with Rashad. Um you know, I don't want to crown him too early either because he no, still no. has to beat out Keyshawn Vaughn for that number number two esque role. I say number two esque yeah. because Gio's going to be that third down, you know, fast paced back. We'll see. I don't think we saw enough. I don't, know. To really I get. don't think Gio's going to be that guy. I really don't. I think Gio's the insurance policy this year, in my opinion. Well, well I mean, that's it looks like that's what he was last year, too. We didn't get to see enough of Gio, whether injuries or just right. due to lack of usage. So, and, and listen, to Keyshawn Vaughn's credit, he's he's done much better catching the ball this year, and I think that the pressure's on him, right? I mean, when you're when you're a third-round draft pick and you don't get a lot of play, and when you do, it's it's subpar outside of that touchdown run, right, against uh, the Carolina Panthers, which, I mean, that's great run. That was one play. But when you average 3.1 yards per carry outside of that, in that Carolina game, uh, in the Jets game, in the other Carolina game, and and the Eagles game, etc. Uh, the first round of the playoffs, while right. Fournette was out, you know, they drafted an, another running back in the third round for a reason. That's that's a clear sign to Keyshawn Vaughn, like it's now or never. Like you better stand and deliver and keep this guy, this new rookie, on the bench. Well, and it's even clearer because they re-signed Fournette. It's not right. like they drafted a guy in the third round and didn't re-sign Fournette to a, a rookie, a three-year deal that will 
Vaughn's deal will expire within that length. You know, yeah. so you've got your rookie for four years. You've got, and then Vaughn is up next year. So, like, it's put up or shut up time. And unfortunately for Vaughn, it, unless there's serious injuries or anything like that, it doesn't look like he's going to. I don't want to say reach a second contract in yeah. the NFL because he just hasn't shown enough, whether that's on special teams or, or even as, as a contributor w with the ball, you know, he's had some splash plays and he has gotten better at pass protection and receiving skills. But I mean, it's, it's his training camp. It's his preseason to win or lose. And it's going to go a long way to determine where his career is going to path is going to fall next. Exactly. Well, listen, uh, if you want to find out where your financial path is going to fall, uh, next, well, the the place that you can go to find an answer is our friends over at Amuni Financial. At Amuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations, we're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track, so you can still prepare for tomorrow. Today, Amuni Financial. Plan ahead, stay ahead. That's right, folks. We've got to get to Colorado. And how do you do that? Well, uh, whether it's visiting Colorado or moving there, retiring there, you're going to need some money to travel, to retire when, um, you know, when your golden age uh, sets in. And the place that you can do that is with our friends over at Amuni Financial. They can help you. Plan ahead and stay ahead. Managing your family's wealth means more to Muni Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services. With 40 years of experience, let Muni Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Do what I did. I have all my investments now at Muni Financial. Give them a call, 1-800-868-6864, or visit them on the web at immuni.com. Uh, JC, we've got a, a great show lineup for tomorrow. Should the Bucks sign Odell Beckham Jr. at midseason? This is a, a story that I believe you came up with, right? You were yes, talking about that, yes, sir. Yeah, that's a you know that's interesting proposition. We're going to get into that tomorrow, so be sure that you visit the pewterreport.com. Um, I should say Pewter Report YouTube page. That's Pewter Report TV, and here is how you can log on to that you can subscribe to peter report tv and we want you to, to help us get to 8600 we're so close to 8600 we, we want to be by up to 9000 by the time training camp starts i should say uh by the time the preseason starts right. just realistically speaking by the time the preseason starts we want to be at 9000 you can help us do that buccaneer fans by subscribing to peter report tv they say subscribe jc i don't know why they say subscribe it's free, right? You pay anything. It's clicking a button. That's all, all you do. Then hit the little bell so you get notifications. Yeah, and while you're at it, hit the like button. That's free too. Hit the like button on all of our videos, whether it's the snippets from press conference slippings or interviews, or snippets from the Peter Report podcasts that appear on Peter Report TV, or these podcasts. Whether you're watching live or whether you're watching the taped podcast version. If you hit those likes, what that does is it helps our algorithm for YouTube and it gets us in front of more pewter people right? like you guys. So we greatly appreciate that.
And while you're signing up for things that are completely free, next time you're at pewterreport.com, don't forget to sign up for the Pewter Pulse, guys. I work at Pewter Report, and I'm signed up because I want to know what stories we're putting out, when they come out, get them right to my email so I can read them. Uh, and it's just it's a great way to stay in tune with everything going on at Pewter Report and your Buccaneers. So Pewter Pulse, definitely sign up for that next time you're at pewterreport.com. Yep. Uh, so um, I, I'm, I'm going to make one prediction. We, we did have um, uh, Ibrahim up here with the bold prediction. He thinks Rashad's going to steal starting snaps by the bye week. Um, I think Leonard Fournette's going to be the starter this year, but I think that I would not be surprised if Rashad White ends up with more touchdowns than Leonard Fournette. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Really? You think you feel the same way? I, mean, I, I can see that. Yeah. I can... And, and rushing. I, I, I think it's going to be close, like maybe eight to seven or something, but I, I think, okay. I think Rashad White's going to find the end zone quite a bit. I, I also think, I don't think he's going to have more yards, but I think he'll have more big plays than Leonard Fournette, whether that's out of the backfield receiving or rushing. I just think this kid's got an extra juice to him that Lenny doesn't have. Yep. And I, I can see him ending up with more big plays, more, you know, longer yards from scrimmages and runs from scrimmage and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, JC, that was fun. Um, yeah. We're working on a couple other Buccaneer players, hopefully getting them to, do a podcast with us before training camp starts, but we've had a couple already. We, uh, Rashad white today. We had Cyril Grayson jr. Wide receiver for the Buccaneers who I'm really excited to see oh, what, yeah. what this guy can do. I mean, I would have loved to have seen him not get that hamstring pull where he can play in, in that, Super Bowl if they do. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, I fully think so. One of those wide receivers is an injured. Yeah. I think they're going, I think they're going. I just do. I mean, you're down. You were at the end. You were yeah. there. You were down with what? Mike Evans and Scotty Johnson and Scotty Alex Johnson got injured too in that game. He did. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Cam Brate was acting as your number three wide receiver. Scotty Moore as your number two. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. So Grayson or, or even Brashad Perriman might have changed that whole game. And yeah. they still brought him back. I know. I know. Uh, <sighs> wide receiver position is locked uh, in terms of, of uh, the, the depth. There's a lot of, of depth spots that are. Mm -hmm. um, that are pretty deep, right? I mean, there's a lot of positions. Uh, you know, wide receivers, one of them. So, if you want to join us on Thursday, we're going to be talking about where the Bucks have the most depth. So, uh, the next two shows, um, Odell Beckham Jr. Should the Bucks sign him in midseason? We'll kind of get into that tomorrow. Julio. Then on Thursday, yeah, maybe Julio Jones too. Maybe that's the debate. Should the Buccaneers sign Julio Jones now, or wait until the midseason, like they did with Antonio Brown, and bring in Odell Beckham Jr. Where the Bucks have the most depth is a wide receiver, is a defensive line, is it is it offensive line? Uh, we'll debate that that on on uh, Thursday on the Peter Report podcast. So, um, one last note: we are going to we're planning a fan event. We're lining up some players as we speak, but it's it's Saturday, July twenty third, the week before camp starts, from one to three p.m. and it's going to be at a place that we love place called pin chasers Ooh. and now pin chasers has three locations east pasco out here by me zebra hills the veterans location in tampa but the one we're going to be at jc is the midtown location in tampa that's right around the corner from one buccaneer place and pin chasers again it's going to be saturday july 23rd we'll have more details on pewterreport.com we'll talk about it in the podcast when we have those players confirmed and then we'll also have it on social media. But in the meantime, get to pin chasers. Why? Because it's hot outside 
and pin chasers. There's air conditioning in there, and there's cold beer and cold drinks and plenty of awesome food. You wouldn't think that bowling alley food is that good, and, <laughs> and, and it's not at pin chasers. It's not good. It's great. Ooh. It will absolutely surprise you and blow you away. That They have uh, a brunch on the weekends. Their their pizza, their sandwiches are outstanding. Their salads are, are quite good. And the great thing is they'll bring it right to your lane so you don't have to miss any fun. It's great night for a date night. It's also a great place to have your kids' birthday parties or a family event or a corporate team building event. So hey. if your company wants to do a fun little activity and make it a fun Friday, Call Pin Chasers and reserve some lanes. They also do fundraisers and bowling leagues. We'll have the bowling, the Peter Report Bowling League again this fall, and that'll be fun. Make sure you visit pinchasers.net. Pin Chasers owned by Anthony Peroni, big Buccaneer fan, longtime Peter Report reader. So when you're giving him your business, you're supporting uh, an awesome pewter person. So again, Pin Chasers, visit pinchasers.net for more information, bowling, food, and fun. They also have all-you-can-eat pizza nights, not That's breakfast, right. as John used to say. John used yeah. to say, you have all-you-can-eat breakfast. And I was like, yeah. what? Sign me up for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm there for that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, this was a fun show, JC. Good seeing you. I'm going to be on vacation here the next couple of days. I'm going to um, the – you know, you know where, what the, the Redneck Riviera is? Ah, uh, I've heard of it multiple Lake of the Ozarks. Times. Lake of the – okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be partying with, with Marty and Wendy Bird and, and Ruth. We're gonna go. we're gonna be hanging out, laundering some money together, and and frying out there. It's, it's gonna be like 103 degrees. Oh my goodness! How yeah, that's the midwest the Midwest heat. Um, <laughs> I, I'm used to that a little bit. Like growing up in in Kansas City, it would you know 103, 105 degrees during the summer. So I'm gonna be broiling out there. Thankfully, um, my my college roommate Chris. I'm gonna be out there with my college roommates Chris and Mike. We haven't had a, a vacation for like 30 years together. Oh, is this is a boys fun. trip. No, the family trip. I'm oh, bringing okay. the kids too, but uh, but at least Chris but, uh, has got a boat and some jet skis, so <laughs> we'll be out in the water. Um, cool. Those off. apple chips on you. Make sure we don't lose you out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I can swim, so I won't drown. Um, but but yeah, it'll be fun. But listen, uh, more fun ahead on PeterReport.com. We've got plenty of stories up. I mean, uh, when people say you know the off seasons here, well, not really at PeterReport.com. We still crank it into the Buccaneer content all the way up to and through training camp. And the preseason. Five more days till my my uh, roster preview comes out. We'll have one oh, every man. single day starting Monday. So start with quarterbacks, running backs. We'll go over what Love moves it. in the roster. You know, break down each player, each position. That'll lead us right into training camp where our training camp battles will start too. So and yeah. and our daily training camp reports, which is going to come quick, Scott. I know. It's going to come it quick. Will. And um, we're going to be trying to working this to see if we can revive now that the COVID protocols are gone. We can actually do face to face interviews with these players, which is awesome. Okay. We're going to try to revive the Bucks training camp diaries where we have one rookie player and one veteran, you know, one from offense and one from defense and get some pretty unique, interesting perspectives from, from the players. And so we're going to try to dial that up for training camp too. That's something that we do fun and exclusive here at Peter report. So make sure you're following us on social media at Peter report on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And, uh, and again, make sure that you, if you haven't had a chance, subscribe to Peter report TV, on uh, YouTube, we want to get to, to 8,600. We're so close, so make sure you help us out with that. 
this has been a fun addition. It's probably the best Peter Report podcast we've ever done, JC, and you were a part of it, which is awesome. So tomorrow, try to beat it. Try to have the best Peter Report podcast uh, on Wednesday as I start my vacation. Folks, it's been fun. Appreciate all you Peter people for joining us. For JC Allen, I'm Scott Reynolds. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast.